Hey everybody, welcome back to The Roost. Welcome back. Uh, as you know, I'm your host James, and this is your other host Chelsea. Hello. With us tonight, we have a very special guest, our first guest actually. Uh, he's a singer-songwriter from Connecticut. He's working on his third and fourth studio albums. And one of is a uh, one of his albums is a concept album on uh, video, or at least inspired by video games. Uh, everybody, please welcome Zach Anderson. Woo! This is where I'm going to add an applause track. Yay! Okay. <laughs> Thanks for having me. No problem. So as the first guest, right, I guess I get to ask you the very awkward question. Sure. What are you wearing? Uh, I am wearing uh, pajama pants and a very, very warm, uh, it's, it's called monkey fur uh, jacket. That actually sounds, you know what? That sounds a lot better than what I'm wearing. You wear it. <laughs> Feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. Right. <laughs> no, I'm wearing. 60 Flanders. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing, uh, you know, just like a t-shirt, uh, slacks. I never really got undressed from work. Yeah. So, you know. You know how it goes. Just like yeah. the grind every single day. I'm, I'm in the fuzzy, unfortunate, basic white girl boots. So I got a couple of uh, fun stuff for us to talk about this week. Oh. So uh, first thing, right, I heard a very, uh, a very fun topic to talk about. Which is? When you go to a bar, right, and you're trying to, like, pick up someone, right, what's your pickup line? I actually oh. want to hear Zach... Because if I'm right, you've performed at some bars, especially during Connecticut. Okay. So here's the thing. Um, I have never actually uh, picked up a girl at a bar. That's okay. <laughs> or, 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 or attempted to. Okay. Uh, just because it, I find it very awkward. I've had girls uh, pick me up at bars, but not the other way around. All right. Now I have to hear, what was the pickup line that they used on you? Normally, it always goes with, uh, I, I would like perform my set, and then they'd come over and, uh, I love your music, and blah, blah, blah. And um, um, actually, at Kineticon, one, uh, two years ago, uh, I had a girl um, uh, ask if I was staying at the convention, and I said, uh, no, I had to actually go home and um, uh, let, the, let my new puppy out. And, um, and uh, she's like, oh, because, uh, you know, I have a hotel room, and uh, you're more than welcome to stay over. And um, uh, I was like, oh, i got to let the puppy out. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I, I actually think that that's a perfectly fine excuse. Exactly. Uh, I didn't use this one personally, but I know a buddy of mine did. Uh, when he was, we had gone out for, what was, what were we doing? We were adventuring out something. This was before Chelsea and I were dating. Oh, but, this is going to be a fun uh, story. I think it was a uh, Gen Con or something of the sort. My buddy decided at a hotel bar, it'd be really smart for him to take one of our spare hotel keys and walk up to it and like throw it on the floor, tap a woman's shoulder and be like, excuse me, ma'am, did you drop that? And then she'd pick it up and she'd be like, this isn't my key. He's like, yeah, it is. It's the key to my room. Okay. <laughs> Who did this? You, you wouldn't know him. Who? Uh, a guy named Tyler from college. Nah. So, you know. Like, ones I actually don't know one of your friends. Yeah. Well, there are a bunch of people you haven't met yet. But uh, so oh, this, this led me to a nice story, right? Uh, I was listening to the radio the other day and someone said, uh, if you ever want to get the best pickup line on a woman, you go up to them and you ask, then you ask them for a one word question. Hmm. Because it's not exactly a pickup line as much as it's an icebreaker. Yeah. Why? <laughs> or, uh, you know, what? my, my, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, my buddy responded when I told him about that. Cause I was, I was, uh, I was texting my buddy Ray right who will be joining us sometime later on mm -hmm. to hang out uh he said what happens if you ask that to a girl and she goes rape oh, <laughs> <laughs> at that point i think you just have to check out and it's when yeah. you leave and you go to the next bar on the bar crawl oh my gosh oh now this is this has nothing to do with rape this has a uh I, I would hope so. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, this is going to be a different jumping point, uh, which these two, I swear, are completely unrelated. Uh, did you guys hear about the newest show 
that's about to be revived onto Adult Swim. Yep. Uh, oh. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no on this one. Zach, I may blow your mind here. Can, Go can for I it. Say it. Have you ever heard of a little show, show called... called Samurai Jack? Oh, God. Well, I don't know why I didn't, like, just... Yeah, I did hear about that. That is... I'm... That's actually really awesome. And uh, we... Um... Did you guys meet uh, Philomar at Yes, Craig? actually, um, I have a funny story about that. I actually uh, steal this one. I'm surprised. So, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so you know how a whole bunch of people sign my tablecloth, which, sir, have you signed it yet? I don't think I have. Which oh, is, I'm going to be in Connecticut on again. Right. So I need you to sign my tablecloth, good sir. I will, I will sign the biggest uh, signature I've ever signed. As long as you don't draw a penis. Exactly. Uh, I am a terrible artist, so well, it would draw it your owl. I will, I will draw my owl, of course. I, I do it with every signature. Okay, so pretty much, I'm going around to all of the different actors and voice actors and everything, and I saw Phil Lamar. Well, mostly because actually, I didn't realize that he did Samurai Jack. I realized that he did um, John Stewart from Justice League Unli- in Justice League Unlimited. So I'm like, I need him to sign my tablecloth. So we go over, we talk to his agent and everything, and they're like, yeah, sure. Wait, a, if you guys can wait until, like, he's done signing and everything, he'll come over and everything, and he seemed really excited to do it. Well, by the time that it was, like, five, six o'clock, right around closing time, the poor man was so beyond exhausted. Yeah, he just stood he, there. And he didn't even know what to do for the signature. <laughs> and, like, when I tell you that, like, he looked like, like... He was glazed over, yeah. so tired. He just stood there, like, empty, like, like he had nothing on his mind whatsoever, and he just stared at the tablecloth. And now this was for, like, a good five minutes. Mm-hmm. That's, and, just, uh, that's, that's cons on third days, I guess. It's... Mm-hmm. No, but I think it was, like, the first day. Oh, no, it was uh, second, second day. day. Second day? Second day. That's still, that's, I'm usually gone by the... Yeah, by the, by the third day, I'm usually completely checked out. Well, I mean, I understand, I know the too. <laughs> um, but it was really nice because beforehand, uh, I had bought a print and I got him to sign it when we went up to ask to get his table signed, or him to sign our table. Mm-hmm. And, like, the agent was like, this is really interesting. We've never heard anybody do this before. We're usually, like, the first one. It says, come sign our table. Wait, don't, don't do... No, it's our tablecloth. Yeah. Yeah. And when the agents see the signatures... Excuse me, half the time they're blown away. Yeah, like, they're super happy to do it. But, like, the agent was like, I guess. And then Phil Lamar hears it, and he's just like, of course I'll do that. That sounds great. And then, you know, and because I was like, thank you so much for doing this, I bought a print, and I had him sign it. And he saw that I was, like, a huge fan of, like, Justice League and Static Shock. Because he did Static Shock. Oh, yeah, I forgot he did Static Shock. And he did, like, Hermes as well. Yep, that's also one of the reasons I wanted him. So then he, like, drew, like, a little green, uh, Green Lantern logo. Uh, man, who else signed it? The voice actor for Korra yep. signed it at the same cool. convention. Nice. That was pretty good. And then the time, um, uh, voice you actor know, for uh, Brain, Austin, right? well, I think it's Austin St. Austin is his name. It's the first Red Ranger. Yes, yes. You know how he was there? Yeah. So pretty much in a row of three is my childhood. <laughs> I have one of the 1998 Burger King collectible plates. <laughs> and I had them sign it. Well, I asked... Austin, if you will come out and sign my table. And he told the agent, sure, of course I will. I'll sign it for free. The agent looks so ticked. Yeah, because the agent <laughs> wanted to charge you like mm-hmm. a 50 bucks, right? $30 for the signature. Yeah, so he comes over BS. and he's so interested in the fact that I'm an artist and everything. And I'm just sitting there babbling like an idiot, apologizing that I'm babbling. Because you're the red, because it's the Red Ranger. Mm-hmm. And he gives me a hug. My childhood just hugged me. Sign the table. Sign the plate. And where we were was right across, we were facing the vendors. Well, off to the top, like off to my left was a sword vendor. And as he's walking back, he sees the swords and I lose him. And now I have to explain to his agent that I lost him during the middle of his signatures. (laughs) Of which David Yost, the Blue Ranger, looks over and says, what's going on, you guys? I I may or may not have lost him to the sword vendor. His reply was absolutely golden. Yeah, that sounds like something he would do. You're going to have to go send a handler to go get him. <laughs> oh. Speak- Meaning that this is a more than once happened occasion. <laughs> so, okay, so I guess this can segue into a uh, into a couple cool things. First thing is, is that, like, obviously, um, Zach, did you grow up on Power Rangers as well? 
I did. Um, the uh, I definitely the original uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and then yeah. I kind of got lost after that. But uh, well, I think everybody did though, right? Because it lasted for two seasons, mm-hmm. and then everybody was too old by then. Yeah, pretty much. So here's the deal: I was too, I was like a year too young for Power Rangers. <sighs> My brother grew up on it, but I never grew up on it. And it seems like something that I would have loved when I was a little kid, but like, I was just too young at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I like I kind of want to rewatch Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. You do know now. that it's, it's not that great. I watched some of it recently. Uh, we had it on at work one day, and uh, just just watched the first season of it, and it's like. It's, it's, it's definitely different now than it was back when I was uh, watching it. It's the nostalgia feeling. I want to feel that again. But the thing is, is that it's not as nostalgic, right? So I guess my, my question for you guys could be, um, what's one thing in your head that sticks out the most out of like childhood, like 90s cartoons, whatever? Like when you're thinking back about it, there's just that one scene that whenever you think of ch- that stuff, you think of childhood. Like your childhood watching it, it just sticks out over anything else. All right. Uh, so, hmm. Like, for example, uh, you know, like the Rocco's My Own Life quote, like, laundry day is a very dangerous day. Right. You know, like little stuff, but that's not mine. Mine is actually, so I'll give you an example, right? The one thing that freaked me out the most when I was a kid, when I was, uh, when I was doing a lot of this stuff, was uh, I, I didn't get it that often, but I got uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Right? Because mm-hmm. I didn't actually have Cartoon Network. I only got it later. But uh, when I did get it, we would always watch Courage. So the one one thing I remember is, like, the really weirdly animated, like, CGI'd ghost mummy. Yes. It would be like, return the slab! <laughs> return the slab! And then used to being like, I ain't returned nothing. <laughs> oh my god, that sounded more like uh like uh the the old man from Mumford and Son. <laughs> I actually want to hear Zach's on this one. Okay. Um uh that's that's tough because um I have I have this memory issue where I remember everything. Oh, okay. Um, actually like, but all all stuff like like this kind of stuff, not like uh like facts about from school or anything i funny funny enough my buddy uh my buddy that i went to college with was the same exact way he could remember every single song lyric that he ever heard Mm -hmm. so he's like a human jukebox okay like i I can uh i I can pretty much recite every single line to every single simpson episode like like if i'm watching along with it i can i can get the next line like immediately i know exactly like everything about them um my gosh but i'm gonna i'm gonna um Oh, geez, I have one a second ago. That all right? Um, this will actually kind of go along with the uh, the convention uh, idea we were just talking about. Uh, they just they just announced recently for Kinetic Con next year that uh, the voices of the Animaniacs, uh, the yep. oh and, and Dot, yeah. are, are going to be there. And um, I was a huge Animaniacs fan when I was younger. Um, I met Rob Paulson last year. Uh, right. Awesome guy. Um, and um, but the thing is, I have this. Um, I have this voice cube uh, from Animaniacs um, that it came out like right when the series came out, so like '94-ish, and uh, it still works at like, and it has like these like five quotes that just repeat over and over again, and it like they always stick in my head like the order of the quotes and everything like that, and uh, I'm like dead set on getting that signed next year. You um, should definitely bring it. I think I need to help you with this. <laughs> it would be it would be amazing, and uh, but it was like. Um, at Hello Nurse, um, want to see me blow bubbles with my spit? We oh, like yeah, yeah. have no taste, but we like you. Uh, delicious, uh, delicious. It was, uh, it was just, uh, it was, it was just like over and over again the same quotes, but it just it's like sticks in my head so much. Um, oh, and then, uh, oh god, um, we had a lot of video. My brother is five years older than me, so um, he he definitely grew up on like Transformers and. Um, like that era, and but right. like I also have all the videotapes from like when he re- would record them and right, right. Uh, like watch them all the time. So I grew up on Transformers, even though uh, uh, pretty much it started uh, like the last two seasons were after I was born, kind of thing. Right. Uh, but like I still have those tapes, so I like remember all the episodes and uh, like one that always sticks out is um, they had like this um, episode where uh, 
beachcomber uh, finds this lake that turns everyone gold and makes them invulnerable, mm-hmm. and then and then Decepticons find it and they they get on there, and then everyone's just shooting each other up because no one can get injured, right. but they like they like ruin the ecosystem and everyone's upset and um, but like that episode always just like sticks in my head uh, from that. And uh, I remember that tape also had a the Valentine's uh, Bugs Bunny cartoon on it. It was a it was a very uh, eclectic mix. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, that's uh, that's actually pretty great. Speaking of which, one last thing. Uh, you guys have like such good like yeah, go memories. Ahead. I only have one, and funny story, and it actually involves James and like almost every other ex that I've had. Because we've always gotten on the subject of like pretty much what cartoons do you remember and everything, and nobody remembered Kablam. And if they did, they would never remember the mini short of Balamese slapping fish. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I love the Balamese slapping fish. And the first time that I brought it up to James, I said Balamese slapping fish. And I started doing the slapping motion and he repeated it and did it back. And at that point in time, I'm like, you must wife you. Um, that is my childhood in a nutshell is Balamese slapping fish. Speaking of, by the way, speaking of cartoons that don't hold up, but ones that do. One that when I first got Netflix, like years ago, right? So like when I was first in college and I could afford Netflix or I was stealing someone else's, uh, I found one show that really held itself up that was on Netflix for a short time. Surprisingly, it was Freakazoid. Freakazoid is awesome. Oh my god, yeah. My uh my sister and I owe like nonstop will quote uh Freakazoid because of the um um one, one episode, he just, like, freaks out on one of the villains, and uh, it's like, everyone's trying to have a good time. It's like, why don't you go have a coffee with cream? Just, <laughs> like, oh, just, like, anytime, anytime somebody gets, like, a little bit overexcited, uh, we, we had to bring that up. I, I remember from the first episode, right, and this was one that I remember from my childhood, too, was when he first, like, was when he first freaked out, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things to show how insane he was, uh, he ran all the way to China to a guy raking sand and started shouting, will you stop that infernal raking? <laughs> and the guy Why just stops, looks... remember this? It's because the show was like, unless you were old enough to really understand it, mm-hmm. like, it never really stuck with you. The uh, the other one that we, we will always quote is... Uh, um... Anytime one of us wants to ask the other to do something, uh-huh. we'll be like, uh, hey, uh, do you want to go do this or pretend that we're kitties? And the other one will respond, sorry, I'm in with the wrong crowd. And, <laughs> I uh, love it. Uh, yeah, okay. 90s, 90s cartoons, uh, most of them will still hold up today. There wasn't too much like topical humor in some of them, but um, like if you watch them today, they're, they're still like... The, they, they got away with they got away with a lot more than most of the shows will do now too. Well, I, I mean, mean Rocco's Modern Life. Exactly. Like Ren and Stimpy are like the two best examples of that. Well, Ren and Stimpy's creepy as all hell. I was not allowed to watch that as a child. My mother would not let me watch it. And I think I've watched a whopping twenty seconds of it in a GIF, and that is it. You have to well, understand though, Rocco's or uh, Ren and Stimpy was really kind of an adults' cartoon, whether or not like people say it is because if you go back and you watch it they have a lot of like you could watch it and it's still pretty good but there's a lot of referential humor like that talks about stuff that's happening during the time that i still don't get that is true that is very true um and uh it's i think most of those cartoons were actually they weren't even written for kids they were definitely written for adults and um it's just the fact that they were cartoons and other than like pretty much the simpsons at the time there wasn't really any um uh, primetime sitcom animated series right, uh, right. at the time because uh, like, like in the in the old days like the Flintstones were but uh, in between there really wasn't that much like going on with that so uh, most shows could, like most kids quote unquote kids shows could get away with that kind of stuff. Well, the thing is, is that uh, when you think about the old like the old cartoons back then when you were watching cartoons, it wasn't really okay for adults to be watching cartoons or kids like. True. In like their late teens to be watching cartoons. So they kind of, it kind of started this whole entire revolution of these cartoons kind of maintaining the shelf life that they didn't previously have. So later on, they, uh, like nowadays with like 
Adventure Time, all these other like hit cartoons and whatever. I mean, just, look at Steven Universe. Yeah, and like Gravity Falls and all this other stuff. They're retaining like this adult audience because of because we're growing up saying screw it, we want to watch cartoons. Yeah, that's true. We grew up on this. Let's continuously watch it. Well, I feel like it's because like our generation never wants to stop being kids. Like we don't want to grow up yet. Which could be a huge problem down the road. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very true, um, and I don't know. It's just uh, personally, I don't. I never really consider. Uh, you know, obviously, when I was a kid, I considered uh, cartoons were for kids, but I never really considered that type of uh, medium to be uh, like only for one type of age. I, I really feel that anyone can enjoy anything. Really, um, if that, I'm kind of rambling here. Um, oh no, no, it's okay. Go ahead. Um, I don't know because. Uh, pretty much, I mean, I obviously loved cartoons when I was a kid, and then uh, when I got to high school, uh, that like I knew that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to work in um, in film, and I wanted to uh, work in animation. Uh, so uh, I started taking film classes. Uh, I started working like with stop animation, and um, through that, I went to film school, um, and uh, pretty much uh, mostly for writing, though. Um, mm-hmm. I really, I really love the writing aspect of it and the story behind it. And when you work with something like animation, you're basically creating the entire world. Rather, there's, there's, there's like no limitations for that. Um, and it's just, I, I always just found it so fascinating uh, on like so many different levels. Not just like I'm enjoying this um, cartoon. Um, yeah. But the, uh, and I think uh, we had, we had it like we had it good, right? Because we were kind of like this target audience growing up where we got hit with all like these 90s cartoons. And then as it hit the 2000s, we started, it came they, online and then Flash animation well, became and that segued right. into... Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not even counting that. I'm talking about like them making like cartoons for teenagers and then it eventually came to the part where they were like, why do we have to stop making cartoons that these people... Mm-hmm. don't enjoy also a lot of people that are still ma- that are making cartoons nowadays were the ones that were watching these cartoons exactly. right so and plus there's the market for it because mm-hmm. as long as something's really good people will watch it because mm-hmm. people are out there to try to find anything to really get into rick and morty yeah rick and morty is a great example definitely um but like that whole entire thing i guess we could talk about this small other topic while we're talking about, you know, kids not wanting to, or us not wanting to grow up. What do you guys think about adult coloring books? All right. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I've been actually going to a lot of, um, coloring parties, uh, as of last like two years. Um, and they're, they're a lot of fun. It's, um, uh, it's very therapeutic. It's very relaxing to just sit down and color something. And, um, like, um, and then like you're with a huge group of friends and just enjoying something and having a good conversation. And, uh, it's, it's, it's surprisingly a lot of fun, even though it's it, like, it was something that we did as kids and. Right. And I mean, like, actually, to be honest, like when I first heard of adult coloring books, I was like, oh God, someone made like a gag coloring book that just had a lot of adult themes in it. Hmm. <laughs> may or may not be guilty of having like three coloring books coming for Christmas. And I have a steampunk one, and I have some postcards that you can do, and I have a dragon one. <laughs> See, like... I like coloring things, and by the way, if you ever color anything in my house, now mind you, I also have like Hello Kitty coloring books, like the ones for the kids too, and like dinosaurs. If you color something and you sign it, I will stick it on my fridge. So okay. uh, I'm I'm sorry. All I think about is like when people are like, okay, uh, you know, like the adult coloring books, you know, all right, all right, Jimmy. A is for adultery. <laughs> B is for ball gag. <laughs> C is for cock ring. Is it bad that I could picture you going down the entire alphabet, dear? I think we should stop it right there to try to keep it as friendly as possible. If anybody's listening to this and they're like, Mommy, Daddy, what's a ball gag? And this is where I say earmuffs, sweetie. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that I I ruined your innocence. 
Um, so, uh, it's, in addition to this uh, topic, um, my my mother is actually a uh, preschool teacher. Oh, okay. So, so I um, there are plenty of uh, she'll bring home like uh, coloring sheets for me for like if there's any like specific owl ones that she thinks that are pretty cute and uh, that's great. I'll, um, I'll get to color those up and uh, but the thing is that um, because she's a preschool teacher, uh, her boss one day was like, uh, "Your son's a musician. Uh, does he have any kids songs?" and um, her, and my mom was like, no, he doesn't. And then she told me this. I'm like, challenge accepted. So then I, so then I wrote one song, and then um, I came up with a couple other ideas. I was bored. I was bored in the studio one day, and uh, I was like, let me just uh, write, uh, record a couple songs for her. And uh, then that ended up turning into uh, an entire kids album that I released earlier this year. Um, and you can the, plug the name of the album if you'd like. Sure. Uh, the song, uh, the album is called uh, "Songs for Stuffed Animals." And oh, that's an that's I actually kind of an it. awesome title. Thank you. Um, and um, the um, um, yeah, you can buy it at zackandersonmusic.com. Zach is spelled with a ch. Anderson is spelled with an en. Um, and the the first song on the album though is called Coloring, and uh, it's a it's a really fun song. <laughs> I, I actually I think of this. It's like one of the best things though is probably to be able to write like kids music, or like you know TV uh, TV intros. Okay, this is my question for you, because I know that we've been going back and forth. Have you seen the hysterical music video of the woman that is doing the peel the banana, peel, peel the banana, and she goes through all of the fruits and everything? No. (laughs) I'm going to have to look this up afterwards. (laughs) Yes, you are, because once she hits the avocado, I lost it. (laughs) Peel the avocado, peel, peel the avocado. avocado. Guacamole! Oh my god! And her dance that goes with the guacamole—it's—I it, was almost on the floor. Truly, honestly, I've almost fallen out of my chair that's, watching that's that. That's like that's like when uh, I had a buddy of mine come up and visit. Right, Chelsea was there for this. Oh my, no, not the Connor O'Brien story. So my friend Connor decided to uh, to be like, you know, we're just sitting there hanging out, and all of a sudden he goes, "My name is Nathaniel." And, and I, I like, like to, to dance. dance. And I'm just like, what are you doing, Connor? <laughs> and he pulls up this video of this little, like, has to be almost six-year-old boy. Not even six, five. Five or six-year-old boy who's dancing saying, my name is Nathaniel. I like to dance. Oh, uh, that's like, from Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> <laughs> what is Yo Gabba Gabba? Because I it's feel like my little cousin has watched it before, but I've it was the put in the DVD then go back to what I was doing because he would be in trans watching this thing. I've never seen this thing. What is it's, Yo Gabba Gabba? It's a kid's show from uh, maybe, I'm going to say, between five and ten years ago. Um, it's just a bunch of, um, there's one guy and there's a bunch of people in uh, like monster costumes and they dance and sing and uh, do a bunch of other stuff. And uh, they always have like guest celebrities on it too. Like um, uh, I remember Elijah Wood was on it, uh, Jack Black. Um, and uh, a whole bunch more. I'm, sure, I'm forgetting some of them, but um, so it's, it's like, like Sesame Street. It's, it's like Sesame Street a little bit. Um, definitely like like that kind of style show. Um, but they would go and also do like concerts too. Like they would go do like live concerts and have just like tons and tons of like little kids there and parents and like also like it was a big show for like stoners and stuff too. And uh, <laughs> because. Is it because of all the bright colors and the dancing? Uh... Okay, I'm actually looking up Yo Gabba. Why is there a giant dildo with arms? Stop it's, it. It's, um... Yeah. That is the first thing. Is a TYP baby with this red thing. And, and I'm sorry, what? Hey, what look, Yo Gabba Gabba got a 7.5 out of 10 in IMDb. <laughs> it deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I can never see myself just getting blazed. Sitting back and watching Yo Gabba Gabba. It's, uh... Well, the fact that I've watched it, uh... Not high, um... It's... It's it's interesting. It's very... Uh, it's an art piece. It is. It's... They're... they're uh, kid shows are interesting sometimes. Like, uh... They're a bit... Uh... Bit over the top. That's, that's definitely one of them. Alright, Zach. So, I, I know... I know, uh... I know we... We, uh... Promised you that you could play a live song for us. Sure. Did you wanna play a children's song for us? <laughs> if you if you want me to, I can do that definitely. You play whatever you want, but 
Before we do the concert, however, yes. I, I've been holding this in. Yeah, go ahead. Do you do them retro games, bro? Oh, all the time. Oh, thank God. I'm not the only one in this What world. retro games? Um, I am I need huge, to know. huge into, uh, all right, um, the Zelda series, right. uh, uh, Mario, um, Mega Man, like the original Mega Man series, right. uh, old school uh, Street Fighter, 2D Fighters I'm definitely into. Nice. Um, now I have a controversial, uh, controversial question for you. All right. What is your favorite Mega Man and why is it Mega Man 7? Um, all right. It's, uh, it's Mega Man 2. And uh, because it has the best music, the best villains, um, it introduced a lot of uh, new mechanics to it that uh, um, were revolutionary in the series. Right. Best best controls. It, uh, uh, my brother and I always had this argument because his is three, and that's my second favorite. But I just two is just uh, four was pretty good too. Four is very good as well. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. There was there's probably been no bad Mega Man games besides Mega Man. Like after you get past X four, I want to say. Correct. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Because like, like uh, X and X two are also fantastic. X three uh, was okay. Yeah, it was okay. Um, X four I like mainly because uh, uh, of Storm Owl, but uh... well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they kind of. You know what though? The thing was was that like they knew X three was bad or worse, mm-hmm. so they made X four. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and. Uh, but uh, yeah, like I was watching people play through Mega Man X Seven today at work, or Mega Man Seven today at work. Right. I have it's, to say, I love the art style of that game. It's 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 good. It's it's very good. Um, that and, was the one that came out right after X, so right. it had a lot to compete with. And I like the idea of base. I I really like the character design and everything like that. Um, yeah. And uh, I didn't like playing as him though. He was he was not a, a fun. No, no, he's not as fun as just playing as. Yeah. Mega Man. What's up, Chelsea? I mean, th- this, I think, is even a more controversial question. All right. What is your favorite Zelda game? Oh, why? there you go. This is, uh, ex- all right, this is extremely easy for me. Um, all right, despite the fact that I've written an entire rock opera based on Ocarina of Time. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, a Link to the Past is by far my favorite game. It is the best game that has ever been um, created. <laughs> Silence. I mean, mean, the fact that my favorite Zelda is Majora's Mask Mm -hmm. has to say something about my tastes. And the fact that I can't get past Majora's Mask because I have a freak attack about the moon says something about me. I I never was able to find Majora's Mask when I was uh, younger. Like, it was never on sale anywhere I could find it, so I I ended up just playing it recently on the 3DS um, but, uh, yeah, Link to the Past, I played nonstop over and over again. Um, my second semester of college was pretty much, uh, any free time I had was just beating it and then beating it as fast as I can, then beating it without dying, then beating it without the sword and, uh, but never, never getting tired of it. Um, uh, so how did you feel bet- about a link between worlds? I loved it. It was um, so well done. I liked. I liked the concept of it being the like a direct sequel, having the same world. Uh, the new mechanics that they added to it were fantastic and innovative, and um, really like just added so much to the game without making like oh it's just a it's just the same game. Um, well, you know the funny thing is is that like I wouldn't say it's better than a link to the past because I really liked a link to the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, I could probably, uh, you could probably, I haven't played that game in, like, four years, but you could probably throw me into it, and I could probably beat that in, like, two days. Right. But, because everything's just so iconic about it. But, I'd have to say, uh, I have, uh, I've deleted and re-downloaded A Link Between Worlds at least four times already, <laughs> playing it all the way through, beating it, then deleting it, then playing it again. Mm-hmm. So. I it's... mean... Oh. Sorry, as much as I love my Wind Waker, like, it, it is, like, a dirty little secret that I have that it is actually not my favorite Zelda game. Okay. It's actually Zelda Four Swords. Four Swords was great. Because I had the little Game Boy hookup to it. Yep, I And did I would too. just sit there with my SP and play it. And I remember sitting in my computer chair on a three-day weekend, and I beat the entire game. And I was so happy... And my mother was yelling at me to come out of my room, and I said, but I need to defeat him! 
him to feed who just I need to feed him coming out of my room it, it was beautiful actually it was glorious. Uh, I think I only saw daylight for probably 15 minutes while I ran downstairs to get food I had to say uh, Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons were really good too we need to play through those I have them yeah they're really good we could sit here and we could talk about Zelda forever. However, here's the fun part. You also mentioned Mario. So what is your favorite Mario game? Mario 3. Hands down. Oh. <laughs> See, I, as much as I like Super Mario 3, or I like Mario 3, I like Super Mario World better. No, Sunshine's where it's at. <laughs> Well, you see, the thing is, the reason why I like World better than, uh... I can't platform for anything. <laughs> world better than 3 is probably because I played World more than 3. Mm-hmm. Every option that I've had to play World or 3, I've revisited World. I've only beat 3 maybe twice. Okay. But it's probably because of the aesthetics that I like World better. Uh, World is, um... It, World is still in my, like, top 10. Oh, yeah. Yeah times um but uh three was always just so much fun for me it was the it was it was the first uh mega man or uh, mario i played um uh, i mean we had one and two but um three was just always more enjoyable for me um did you ever figure out what to do in two i never could figure that out when i was younger um not uh, not little little um but i, I mean I, I have beaten it several times um you, you have to understand when i grew up i was a uh, sega family okay Gotcha. I grew up with Genesis into Dreamcast. I got a GameCube probably a year after the Dreamcast. All right. So GameCube was my big thing, but like best video game memory, and I still remember this clear as day, was the year that Pokemon Blue came out. Right. Mm-hmm. Mom said that I could open up one gift, and I chose this small square box. And before she could say, don't open it, I opened it, and it was Pokemon. But and you couldn't play it. Exactly. So she had to hand me the Game Boy. And she gave me one hour to play before I had to go to sleep. <laughs> and I picked Bulbasaur as my starter because I oh, didn't oh. know what else to do. <laughs> and I named my character Gary, and I named my rival Ash. Why? Because I had a nerd crush on Gary. Wait, 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 wait. You I was Pokemon. Gary. You were watching the Pokemon TV show before you got Pokemon the game? See, I went in blind. I got Pokemon red. Uh, my brother got blue. I got red. I went in blind, not knowing what Pokemon was until I played the game. No, I, I was a huge fan of the Pokemon series, of which it got so hysterical that Mom didn't know what I was talking about. So I would give her quizzes on what Pokemon were which and who evolved into what, and my mother can still, to this day, name almost all 151 and tell me who evolves into what and what types they are. <laughs> and who they are. She can point them out and tell me exactly who they are. Gosh. And it is hysterical. But think of it, no mother, like, would go that far into mm. depth. No, my mom, my mom was like... My mom figured out knew which ones I liked. Oh no, she knew all of them and knew my favorites. Well, the thing was, was that like when my mom was buying like toys or whatever, she'd make sure to know which ones I liked so that if she ever wanted to surprise me with toys, she could. But like that wasn't even the first game I got. I got some like Looney Tunes side scroller (laughs) game for the Game Boy first. (laughs) And I had Pokemon and I didn't want to play it. I just played that Looney Tunes game because my brother and I had no idea what Pokemon was. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh man, and I had we, the trading we, cards. I, I, I mean, was I got trading so cards too, into but... Pokemon when I was little, and I still am to this day. I hate doing competitive, though. To me, it just saps away the fun of the game. My my Pokemon memory, um, I, I've only played Blue. Uh, I played it too. I, I beat it, and then I never touched another Pokemon game. Um, <laughs> it's just, I don't know, for some reason, it's just, it's just not my thing. But I still remember all 151. Uh, I remember how to play. Like if, uh, When it comes out next year on the 3DS, I'm sure I'll get it and play it again. But um, I remember I was one of like the only people in my school who had it. And um, one day, my... Uh, Game Boy went missing, and then this this other kid was like, "Hey, I got this new Game Boy," and I'm like, "What game do you have?" And he's like, "Pokemon Blue," and I'm like, "That that's mine." And he's like, "No, it's like, well, mine went missing, and now you have one, and it, like we haven't even left school yet." And he's like, "No, this one's definitely mine." I'm like, it has my name on the back of it in marker. Oh. I, I turns over and like it says my name on. It. It's like, thanks for giving me my Game Boy back. Oh, uh, no. 
At that point, you just can never bring it to school again, right? Yeah. It was like, no stupid of me to bring it in the first place. But well, uh... I mean, when you're younger, like, you have that innocence that says you could do it. Mm-hmm. All right, Zach, we're almost out of time, so I want to give you time to play. Sure, sounds good. You um, choose what you want to play. Your choice. Oh, boy. Um, I prefer if you guys gave me the choice. Do you want to hear uh, a kid's song, um, a song about video games, or a song about um, another topic? Do you want to do the video games? Yeah, let's do video games. It's okay. Vijima games. Vijima games. Vijima games. Uh, Mario uh, or, uh, or Zelda? Zelda. Zelda. Okay. Um... Then pick a level other than the Water Temple in uh, Ocarina of Time. Because uh, everybody hates the water level. <laughs> about, uh, do you have anything like... Uh... Hmm. I'm sorry, the only thing that I think of is a Pona's song. Yeah, I was I... thinking like a Pona, like the ranch. No, it's um, uh, basically the, the, the rock opera that I wrote is uh, it's, uh, it's ten songs. Oh, pure, uh, uh, pure... Yeah, it's each. Okay. Uh, there's one uh, one song for the the three main characters, and Was then Death Mountain in. Um, well, there's a uh, there's the actual Death Mountains, kind of sort of the Goron, the Goron uh, area, and then there's uh, um, the um, Fire Temple. Okay, well, so we'll do the Fire Temple. I yeah. think that's good. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, let me remember how to play that now. <laughs> <laughs> Take your time, man. No worries. Um, so yeah, the yeah, I wrote a. There's one song for each. Um, um, like level in the game, and uh, um, I performed it for the first time a couple years ago at um, at Kineticon, and like nice. in, in its entirety, and I had a, like a slideshow going along with it to um, like explain the story as I played it. Um, I was late for the show, and <laughs> I get there and I'm like, I, I'm already in like a terrible mood, and um, then I get to the room and it was completely packed. Like there was this. Um, all the seats were filled, uh, oh, there's people standing up everywhere, and again, they're like, why are there people here? Like, I didn't even, like, promote the show at all, like, I, like all my flyers were um, uh, late, so I, I couldn't even, like, go and hand stuff out, Right. Um, but the entire place is packed, I even asked them, like, at the show, like, I, um, how, why are you here? And then somebody's like, in the in the uh, in the pamphlet, it said uh, Zelda and rock opera, so why wouldn't we be here? That's kind of awful, I'm not going to lie. So I played the show and I don't remember it like actually like playing it. Um, then uh, <laughs> I get like a, I'm like finished with it. I, I'm like okay, this is uh, I made it through. This was horrible. This is the worst show I ever played. Uh, standing ovation. Everyone absolutely loved it. Um, like I, I get like people come up to me like at uh, the last two cons like just like hey you did the rock opera that was so awesome when are you doing that again. Um, so like right now what I'm doing is I'm recording footage of myself actually playing the game and, uh, I'm going to edit that footage to the live performance so I can have it like a live, uh, music video as I'm performing the show now. Oh, that's, oh, that's awesome. oh so you mean like you could have like a, like, instead of having a slideshow, you can just have a, uh, background? Uh, yeah, yeah. It'll be like, uh, basically like I'll be, uh, it'll be like an AMV, but, uh, a live one. Like, yeah, be... so you just play in the background. Yes. Sweet. That's awesome. I like Are you it. going to be doing it for next year at Kineticon? Uh, hopefully. Uh, <gasps> I'm going to try to... I'm, I'm definitely setting it up with uh, the uh, people there. Hopefully they will uh, have it. Um, Sweet. But if not, I'm also going to be performing it. Um, I uh, do a bunch of... Um, like. Uh, I, I started a benefit uh, concert series like this uh, earlier this year. And I'm going to do it again next year, and I'm going to perform this at, at it this year. Nice. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, I just want to see if I can work out play this. Go ahead. Take your time, man. Even fit the, uh, the bolero of fire into the actual song. So, <laughs> uh, the song that actually brings you to the temple. Um, all right, I think I got this. We'll, uh, we'll just uh, we'll wing it. I can always... Uh, uh, Delete this part of the podcast if you like. <laughs> All right, so this song's called uh, Burning on Black Coals. The wood builds the fire, the fire releases smoke. The smoke fills the lungs, your lungs begin to choke. Heroes were told in embers. Burning on black holes 
Just put solving numbers burning on black holes. The magic knights, the torch, the torch guides the path. The path leads to evil, evil creates the wrath. But sold in embers, burning on black holes. Heroes with sold in embers, burning on black holes. The rage feeds the flame, the flame tempers the sword, the sword kills the game, the game masks for lore. Solar numbers burning on black holes. Heroes put solar numbers burning on black holes. Heroes put solar numbers burning on black holes. Sweet, I liked it. I liked Thanks. it a lot. Thank you, dude. I th I have to say, like the rock opera thing is kind of awesome at the same time because you get to do like the whole writing stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you know, like you get to like tell a story kind of a little bit more thoroughly than mm -hmm. just by writing a ballad. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Um. The the whole thing started with just one song where uh, I wrote a song called Powerism and Courage. Um. And the entire thing was an acronym. So like the first verse. Uh, the first letter of each line spells power, second verse courage, or that's um, wisdom and then courage. Um, and then the, the uh, chorus spells out Triforce. Um, but like it's from each perspective of Ganon, uh, Zelda, and then uh, Link. Um, and then after that, I decided to write like the entire rock opera. Um, that's like, freaking awesome, man. And it's, um, it was, yeah, it was, a fun, it was a fun way to tell a story because, I mean, when you're actually playing the game, you do get, you do get the full story, but. Um, just in, like it's it's very choppy in pieces, and um, if you if you're really not like paying attention to the actual like text and everything, you really don't you're, hear just, it. you're just playing the game, yeah, yeah. Um, but with this, uh, I feel like it's a good way to say like, okay, this is what's happening like while you're actually playing the game as well as the actual story. Um, but uh, it was it was a lot of fun to write, and uh, it was it was a very different project too. And it it, uh, it gives you a little bit more creative freedom oh yeah sorry my mind is still blown at the whole acronym thing i'm sitting there thinking like what i was i was bored in an english class and uh, i just started like writing down the line um like the letters and then i just started writing lines because i it's not even like just having to make the entire thing an acronym but you also have to rhyme every other line right and uh make it uh flow nicely uh, uh melody wise and sir i uh, give you complete kudos <laughs> thank you um but yeah it was, it was a fun song to write because um the whole thing with uh, how I started writing was, uh, uh, or playing music in general, was I broke my neck. And oh, uh, the only thing I could do during that time period was uh, learn to play guitar and play video games. So I had, like, my brother would teach me some chords. I'd go up and practice the chords at school. And uh, in between that, I, would, I had the N64 up there with me, so I would play uh, Mario 64 and uh, Ocarina of Time over and over again. Oh, and uh, so when I, when I was all healed up, I decided to... Um, I was just, like joking around with my brother, and I was like, "It would be fun to write like a concept album, but, like video game songs, but not make them like super obvious. Um, not make them like Mario's jumping and Mario's going here. Um, so like uh, taking like a more like a philosophical take on it, or like questions. Like I have a song called Stepping on Turtles,' which is about um, uh, whether Mario was in love with the princess or whether he was in it for like the fame and fortune and like to be a hero. That's kind of awesome. I like that. I, I like that a lot. And then I wrote uh, my first song, which was about Shadow of the Colossus. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, like, as soon as I wrote that song, then uh, like, I, it started off as a joke, and then I wrote that song and then continued writing songs after that. And uh, not just video games and whatnot, but like all different sorts of topics. But, um, and then I decided like, I, d I do want to do this concept album, so next year I'm going to hopefully release it. Uh, the, uh, the title for it is uh, There's Always Another Castle. That's pretty good. 
Thank you. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I guess we gotta. Well, I have one last yeah, question for you. I would like to know your views on a specific band. Okay. Starbomb. Um, uh, they are they are fantastic. I I do um I I watch um, Game Grumps every single day. Um, okay, good. So we're in the same boat. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm. I'm a huge fan of them. Um, it's very, but uh, Starbomb is a very different style than uh, what I am doing with uh, my oh, music. Of course, yeah, my, of course. Uh, my uh, video game inspired songs. Uh, since obviously there's one, their ones are more uh, comedic and um, and a little bit more uh, obvious on the the top. I was gonna say like blatantly obvious. Yes. Yeah. I I try my best to uh, if you don't understand or you don't like if you're not. If you don't play the games or anything like that, or watch the shows, you can still understand it on a different level than uh, those who know the references and understand it on that sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Alrighty. Well, uh, Zach, unfortunately, we got to call it a wraps for now, but uh, All right. we would love to have you on another time again to nope. play for us again and talk to us more about like you know we'll talk about like fun other stuff like maybe we'll do a whole like video game music type episode type thing. I would be happy to do that. Um, Where we talk about like soundtracks, other stuff like that. Sure. I think we may have to do a recording at Kineticon then. Sounds sure. good to me. That'd be fun. Um, well, you know, we we ask to host a panel on OSTs. You can do that definitely. Maybe. Maybe not at Kineticon. Maybe nah. another. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll talk about that another time. But uh, we're, we're scheming and planning. Be warned. All Thank right. you guys for listening. Oh, uh, may I add one more thing before? Yeah, good. Of course. Um, so our first topic of the night was about uh, pickup lines. Yes. Uh, and I said that I, I've never actually used pickup lines, um, but I, I actually have written a song uh, about picking up a girl at a bar and failing. That's uh, actually amazing. It, uh, it started off as a, uh, I just wanted to write a, uh, a song with a particular uh, rhyming scheme right. and uh, actually rhyming every, every other line, the entire song uh, rhymes. Right. Um, and I decided that, um, that would be my topic to, to take a humorous uh, take on trying to pick up a girl and failing. And uh, so the song is called Another Night, and uh, the course is, uh, is, is going to be Another Night Alone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, maybe another time I'll play that for you guys. But well, well I got to ask: Does he get the guy? Does he get the girl in the end? No, Absolutely not. The bouncer yeah. comes and uh, and takes him away. <laughs> okay, sounds pretty good. But, uh, yeah. Alrighty, so. Hey, Zach, again, thank you so much for check, uh, hanging out with us. Thank you for having uh, It was a lot of fun. So if you guys want to check out Zach's website, it's ZachAnderson.com. Or Zach, Zach Anderson Music. Yes. Yep. And we're going to have it in the... We'll have it in the description. Yep. But if you don't want to look at the description, it's Z-A-C-H-A-N-D-E-R-S-E-N Music.com. It pretty much just sends you to my Facebook page right now. But actually... Um... What's gonna? By the time this is up, it might already be on there. But uh, I just recorded a live album, and uh, anybody who signs up for my email list will get a uh, live EP, uh, like a free live EP. So the, there, there should be a, a, a thing on my website uh, soon uh, that will let you uh, sign up for my email list, and you'll get a couple songs. Perfect. I think I'm already on that. Uh, then you will most likely uh, get an email soon. <laughs> if not, I can bug you over Facebook. Where's my live EP? Sounds good. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Well, hey, again, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Zach, for being here and playing for us. Thank we you. We will catch you guys next time where we're going to be talking about superheroes. Are we doing superheroes next? Superheroes. 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 Can we get you in on the superheroes? <laughs> superheroes. Superheroes. <laughs>